Hey everyone, it's Soha here. Welcome to episode one of the Safe House Travel Diary, a diary of my experiences exploring hip hop in places that are misunderstood, forgotten, or sometimes even ignored. These episodes sound and feel like an audio collage that recalls the experiences that stood out to me as I explore and ask questions. Episode one is a daydream on a sightseeing cruise in Istanbul. I was there because I was on a family trip and I used this trip to Turkey in the summer of 2022 to start playing with this idea of starting a podcast. And as I was there exploring the city, recording audio, I had this nagging feeling that I couldn't shake. Ultimately, it led me to make a decision while I was sitting on that cruise, taking in the sights and sounds of the Bosphorus, that I'm still not sure was impulsive. Welcome to episode one, Daydream in Istanbul. Give it a clap. Okay. Welcome to The Safe House, a diary of my global exploration of hip-hop in misunderstood places. Hi, my name is Saha. I'm a mama, Lebanese immigrant, and most of all, I'm curious. I'm traveling around the world meeting hip-hop artists in their safe houses to talk about the experiences that shape their music. Welcome to Season 1, Three Nights in Beirut. We'll start with the story. It begins in Istanbul, the Bosphorus Sea. Laid on my back, I wondered if Medina would be cool enough to let me get in a little nap. Just five minutes. We were on a sunbed on one of those sightseeing cruises for tourists. Now that she could crawl, she was curious about everything. She saw my father-in-law's empty teacup and crawled into his lap. I took a deep breath and closed my eyes. The breeze was cool on my face. It was the type of moment that demanded a long exhale. I was visiting Turkey at the end of summer 2022 with some family and my baby girl Medina. My husband and our two other kids were back in Los Angeles. I stayed in touch by sending them updates about interesting things I saw and did, usually filmed in the hotel bathroom late at night while the baby slept. Salam, Amina, Karimo, Baba. It's Mama here with my daily update. It's like 3 a.m. Every night during that trip, when Medina and my family members went to sleep, I wandered around. Wow, what a day I have had. Oh my goodness. My hope was to use this family trip to Istanbul to start a podcast. I took a clip-on mic and a small recorder with me. I captured the sounds of the city, all the ways that Istanbul sounded like Istanbul. You're so good. I hung out with locals and recorded conversations and interviews. I was curious about this place, Istanbul, a city that's simultaneously ancient and modern. The contradictions are everywhere. In some ways, we are still like stuck to Middle East, but Gen Z in Turkey is a really 
big sociological case because so different from the older generations. It's like a globalization at its finest. One conversation that stood out to me more than any other during my time in Istanbul was with Serene, a young tattoo artist in her mid-twenties at Atelier Tattoo and Art Gallery. I saw so many tattoos on people on the streets compared to my last visit to Istanbul, and I was curious about it. I went there to talk to her about the rise of tattoo culture in Istanbul, and I was able to talk to people of all ages while they were getting tattoos. Is this your first tattoo? No, this is maybe my uh, 15th. It's yes, not my Afterwards, we sat down with some of her fellow artists at Atelier to talk. Our conversation competed with the music playing inside and the call to prayer and Medina's voice. It was the daytime, so I brought Medina with me. I went in with the intention of learning about the rise of tattoo culture, and the outcome of the conversation really revealed something to me I didn't even know existed. Tell me about your first tattoo. Yeah, it's on my neck and it says, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're scaring me right yeah. now. <laughs> and I have toilet paper that says, your opinion. This is my best. Yeah, yes. that's my best tattoo ever. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Okay. Um, because I think it's, it uh, might be random for you that I just mm -hmm. like messaged you on Instagram. Yeah. Like, hey, can I come? interview you about um, tattoos because I'm noticing that people here in Istanbul mm -hmm. like they don't just have one two tattoo they have sleeves okay. you know or like a big tattoo but I'm just kind of wondering okay. if you know how things have kind of changed I think the rap, rap culture yeah, yeah rap, rap culture rap culture and underground yeah hip-hop culture getting much more popular which which hip-hop artists are you looking at <laughs> Like Ezad, uh, or um, what about uh, um, Jezza, Sagopa, Kajmer, also uh, the new artists like Uzi. All of them have tattoos, but if you ask me, it's Ezad. This whole hip hop movement came from the US and it just, it like traveled around the world mm -hmm. and like Turkish people are doing with it what they want, you know, like, this is making for great reporting, thank you. <laughs> um, Turkish people do with it what they want, you know, like different people use hip hop in different ways and it's like, we're all united. Yeah. Like hip hop, I love yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I, I love it. that too. It was time to go. Medina was screaming at that point. She didn't want to sit in her stroller anymore. But I left really excited having learned about Turkish rap and how Serene's favorite artist, Ezel, had this very visible cultural impact influencing the rise of tattoo culture. I also spoke to Alperin on a rooftop one night. He's a documentary film student and he elaborated on why Ezel was so impactful. That was his voice you heard earlier talking about Gen Z in Turkey. Do I need to tell my name and stuff? Yeah, just uh, your first and last name and, and that I have to record you. Uh, okay, I'm Alper Ankul. Uh, you can report me. Okay, so right now I'm gonna rant about Ezal. Did okay. I get it right? Rant, it's rant. <laughs> rant. Okay, Ezal published a groundbreaking album called Müptezal, which is like the first Turkish trap music 
it shook up the industry. Everyone started to like imitate Azal in a way. Like he created an awesome genre. He is the best representative of the rage that we have. He is like so so in a sweet point politically. Like he talks about the Kurdish freedom, LGBTQ freedom. This is like huge in Turkey. This is still a taboo. Don't think it like in American mindset. That's like a cage, you know? Yeah. The American mindset. Those two conversations about Ezel, they ended up being really formative for me and helping me decide that I wanted to continue exploring hip hop through this podcast. I always loved how rap is the chosen language of the dispossessed and seeing the way it grew and manifested itself in Turkey made me really curious about one of my favorite topics, the global trail charted by hip hop. So you're asking me about my podcast. Is my podcast about hip hop? Like, I think it's all about hip hop. Yeah. Even when it's trying not to be. But I mean, hip hop is also in everything too, sort of like, yeah. because well, it's, it's a really a good culture, representative. Right? Yeah. 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 In so every it's culture, right. it's like a mirror. But I only had one day left in Turkey, so I had to leave the story at that. ...because of the nice cafes facing through the beautiful Bosphorus view, and of course the beautiful Moskov or Teköy. I opened my eyes and smiled when I remembered where I was. I sat up and looked out at Istanbul's waterfront again. It reminded me so much of Lebanon. And I wondered, how many Lebanese people look at waterfronts like this and think about Beirut? I thought about Almanara, Beirut's famed waterfront. I could hear the calls for hummus, jaleb, and corn on the cob, aranis. Am I just imagining the cotton candy now? Americana does bleed into memories of childhood summers in Lebanon. For us in the Lebanese diaspora, especially those of us who left as Beirut was being destroyed by a 15-year civil war, we grew up in other countries and only heard stories of how glamorous Beirut used to be from our parents. And as I looked at how the promenade that lines the Bosporus was crowded with people and vendors, I thought, Beirut was probably beautiful like this back when they compared it to Paris. And I wondered, how do you define impulsive? Of course, the story would start in Istanbul. Everything about Istanbul's contradictions, its sea breeze, the warmth of the people, made me long for Lebanon. And the entire time I was there, I kept thinking about how Beirut was only a 90-minute flight away. It seemed wrong to be so close and not go. There's another reason I was thinking about Lebanon. There's an Arab rapper named Chino who was throwing a concert in Beirut in just a few days, and it included a lineup of several local rappers. I thought, if this podcast really is going to be about hip-hop and how it holds a mirror to society, I could go to that concert, and this could be my chance to follow that story all the way home. It seemed like nothing less than the universe presenting an opportunity, opening a door, to see the image in the mirror that the music reflects. 
Medina crawled back into my lap. The wind whipped and swirled her hair up into a twist. I looked down and held her tight. I made a decision. Let's see what the universe does in Lebanon for three nights in Beirut. Fuck that bullshit. Hands up in the air, motherfuckers. Thanks for listening to episode one, Daydream in Istanbul. Shout out to Alperin and Serene and the entire crew at Atelier Tattoo and Art Gallery for applying to my weird DMs and inviting me into their world. Turkish rap has a long and glorious history that goes beyond the scope of this episode. It actually started with Turkish immigrant kids living in Germany after the fall of the Berlin Wall. If you're interested in learning more, there's documentaries and a lot of cool information out there about Turkish rap that's linked in the show notes. In this episode, you heard music from Chino with the Y featuring the Synaptic, as well as music from the king of Turkish political trap himself, Ezel. You can hear these songs and more in a playlist I curated for this episode. The first five songs on that playlist are Serenay's favorite Turkish rap songs. And the playlist also includes some more Chino to whet your appetite for Beirut. Stay tuned for next week's episode as Medina and I land in Beirut and I start my journey looking into Lebanese rap in places that range from Chino's concert to a mountaintop village, to refugee camps, and everything in between. Lastly, be sure to subscribe and review The Safe House and let me know where you think I should travel to next. Until next week, peace and much love.